0: Hello and welcome back to Ryan's Spurs Show. And today we'll be doing a, uh, a sort of special video about the signing of Gallini and uh, Toby Odderby closing in on a away from a club. And so Jordan am Chris Sadler. Say hello. Hi there. Hi. And uh, this is actually the first video I've actually made of a signing, I think it's been. Yeah. Because I've only done this podcast for not that long. So You've only been doing it for what, about three months or something? A few months. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna start off with the first obvious question:
1: What is your thought on this goalkeeper Zolini resigning? Well, all the things I'm reading about him says that he's uh, pretty decent and he has the potential to take over from Lloris as Tottenham's number one goalkeeper. So let's you know, let's wait and see. It sounds like a positive move, but we can't buy him. Uh... After, I don't think we have an option
0: to buy. Don't I don't think we? we have an option to buy, it, we don't we? If do he twenty matches, yeah. For that so
1: if he's been signed possibly to take over from Luis in twelve months' time, he'll have to play some games. He'll have to play some games, but he'll probably, you know, he'll probably play a lot of the Europa Conference games, possibly, you know, League Cup games and mm-hmm. the odd League game. And he may, he may be good enough. I don't know. But hopefully, he's going to be good enough to actually challenge Luis in that if Luis has a bad run of form. Uh, whereas for the last few years there really hasn't been anyone uh, to take his place.
0: He's past his best now, recently. He's
1: probably on his way down as a keeper, but he's still he's still one of the better keepers in the Premier League. I think there's one more season left in. I think he probably has there. one more season, That's, but we don't know that for sure. We don't know. There's a lot with lots going on behind the scenes. It's not entirely poss- impossible that he would want to move on now. And uh,
0: obviously, this, this transfer is Nuno's first piece of business, and. Uh,
1: uh, Paratici's first piece of business.
0: Yeah. What are your thoughts on Paratici's first move?
1: Like? Well, it's the goalkeeping situation, like so many positions within our squad, needed sorting out. Joe Hart, who I did used to really rate as a keeper, to me he he's shown enough problems with his keeping now that he's lost that ability to be anything like a top-level goalkeeper. Uh, I didn't see anything when he played for us last season to make me think that you could trust him to play... You know, if Luis was injured for a couple of months, I thought we were going to be in in trouble. If Joe Hart was going to suddenly be our first choice keeper for a long period of time, I'm, so if this guy is a you know nearly as good as Luis, that's good. Yeah. Any more you want to add on that? Well, Paratici again, the guy. It's too soon to make any judgments on what he's going to do for Spurs. I think it's a positive move in that he comes with a good track record. And he seems to have lots of good contacts within the game. Seems to be
0: having like, lots of contacts with yeah. defenders, more like. Yeah. The but As a word
1: of caution, a word of caution, and hopefully this won't be history repeats itself. But in 2013, when we sold Gareth Bale, we had a director of football in called Franco Baldini. He was highly rated. He was it? quite highly rated, and was said to have had all contacts all over Europe, and a lot of people were saying, "Well, this this, this bloke's going to be able to bring us in some really good quality players." And he was largely responsible for bringing in about eight players when we sold Gareth Bale. Who weren't needed? The only one that ever really turned out to be of any real value to Tottenham was Christian Eriksen, and all them players. And the rest, there was a mish, mishmatch of uh, not very good and but players but, but, but that but were just not suited to, to the game. Was know. that
0: Daniel Levy's thought? Like, or...
1: Well, no, Daniel Levy headhunted Franco Baldini um, in the belief that this was a bloke that had all the contacts and was a real a good eye for spotting talent. And however long he was at Tottenham for, two or three years, he didn't exactly cover himself with glory. He came with a high reputation. He was, um, if you know Fabio Capello, the England manager, he was, mm-hmm. he was his assistant. And so he knew lots of people. He probably knew as many people in the game as Paratici does. And uh, That doesn't mean to say Paratici yeah. is going to be the same. Hopefully, <laughs> Levy has learnt his lesson this time and that uh, this guy Paratici really is the business. I hope so. But
0: moving on from the past bit, mm-hmm. like now... What, where's Steve Hitchin at right now? What's he doing in this role of the club? What's he, I don't know. Is he just um,
1: sitting there? Or... Uh, he could be selling ice creams. Um, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what he's we doing. We had this conversation be, earlier, didn't he we? He could be flying off to Italy again to eat pizzas. I, yeah, I don't
0: we, know.
1: We had this conversation earlier,
0: didn't
1: we, yeah. about uh, Steve Hitchin. I'm not entirely sure what his role of the club is anymore. Well, I don't know what... I don't know. I don't, obviously don't know the bloke. I don't know enough about the bloke. I'm sure he's got some skills to have got where he's got to within the game. Well, I, me, I, says... I can only judge on what he's achieved at Spurs and he appears to me to be a bit of a, a Levy yes-man in that he's he's just been the man that's going out there doing what Levy's wanted to be done. He said in that uh, documentary, didn't he? Well, yeah. he, he he, I mean, he was stitched time. up a little bit in that documentary because they did hours and hours of filming and then they just mm-hmm. pick out one or two little comments that people make. And he was rather stupid to make that comment uh, knowing he's probably going to be used in a documentary. Mm-hmm. You know, He's been, yeah, he's been stitched up. So, I don't judge him on that comment. Albeit it was a very strange thing to say. I just judge him on what I've seen him do, and the quality of players that we've brought into the club over the last two or three years when he's been running it has not been very good. So, if you're judging him on that, he's not done a good job for us. I would question why he's even still there, but there must be a reason.
0: So, throughout the last two decades with Daniel Levy, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's, like, what, what's the best sign he's actually like, made for the club and what's the most <sighs> influence?
1: Look, I'm not a fan, as you well know, but yeah. he has, to be fair to the man, there have been some good signings where we've got some real top-quality players for not a huge amount of money, which is obviously the way Daniel Levy has, for 20 years, tried to operate. He's tried to bring in talent on the cheap. But most of the time it's not worked, but it has... You know, if you look back at that team of 2017, uh, Toby Adevero, for example, we didn't really pay that much money for him. And he, he was one of the top centre-backs in Europe, certainly for two, couple of, two or three years at Spurs. His partner, at Jan Tongan. I can't remember the exact fee, but we didn't break the bank to cite him. We, we paid quite a decent amount of money, but we weren't spending like, huge sums of money. But, but isn't that Tottenham for you, isn't it? Well, that's, but I'm to, that's two yeah, of the suppose, best yeah. centre-backs in Europe. Who formed a tremendous partnership for a few years for us, and we didn't spend loads of money on them players. So, uh, Luis, I think he cost a fair amount, but again, it wasn't. We didn't pay top dollar for him.
0: But now you'd be paying for Luis.
1: He's turned out to be pretty good. But for leave in their prime, you'd be yeah. paying £60-70 sixty, seventy million. Yeah. You? I mean, those are the three that jump out at me. I mean, Dele at the certainly to begin with in his Tottenham career, we got him for five million, and uh, uh, you know at his peak. He was being quoted as a player worth over 100 million. Uh, you'd be lucky to get 20 million for him at the moment. You, but just, you just,
0: I think it's under Mourinho. That's just. Like...
1: Well, I think he was on the slide before Mourinho took over. Whether he's whether he's capable of ever getting back to that level again, I've got my doubts. And really, this is the season that will prove that one way or the other. And
0: but multiple players in our team have dropped value since that Champions oh, League yeah. final.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean they've all gone in one direction, and it's not the right direction. But to you know, to finish off, with your question was, those pl- names I come up with were the most obvious ones. That were, you know, it's not been all bad, but I just think overall the policy of we're not going to spend big money, we're going to look to buy as cheap as we can, has not served the club well over twenty years. Because if it was working, we'd have a lot more but like, trophies in the cabinet. Have we ever like splashed out massively? Oh. Well, relatively and this is where again I kind of understand where Levy comes from sometimes because he would say well look the few times when I have actually spent big because I've been advised to do so look what I've got and I would say uh, Tange and Dombele would be would be one name and if you want to go back a few years before that uh, Roberto Soldado would be another name that how was how much that was, was a at that time that was something like 30 million which yeah. may not sound much today so how much that, that you know? was pretty near top Top range price at that time. Uh, And Levy would say, look, I don't know. I'm not an expert on football. I I rely on the people that I employ to tell me, you know what? You've really got to spend the money big on this person. But then he
0: employs the people, doesn't he? Well, yeah.
1: So he's got to look at himself. He's obviously been employing the wrong people because Tangay and Dombele, I've said this before on your podcast, so I don't want to keep repeating it, but someone somewhere would have scouted him and said to Levy, you must spend this money, this bloke is absolutely fantastic. Because Levy would not have spent that kind of fee unless someone had told him that. But the scouting must have been woeful because he's clearly, so far in two seasons, never been fit and never looked like influence in a game for 90 minutes.
0: But if if he was fit like throughout the era
1: of the last two years he's mm. done at Tottenham, would he have been like Tottenham? Possibly, but I would I would question why has he not been fit? What the hell is going on? There's it, it, either something totally wrong with Tottenham's training methods or the bloke's just got a terrible attitude. Uh, I suspect it's a bit of both. And it, I just don't think he's cut out to, to be a, a dominant midfield player in English football. He may well go somewhere else to another league. He's certainly got the talent, but I'm not sure if he's got the desire. So... I know we're going a bit off the point here but that was a, an example of spending big but bad spending. And We're, we're not a club that can afford to spend 50 60 million on a player and then wait two seasons to, to even see anything like a return on that player. If you're going to spend that kind of money for Spurs you need a player that walks straight into your team and makes an impact almost from the, the very start. We were close to,
0: it. to buying Mane, wasn't we? And well, look at him one now, one. look at him now, that's
1: Let's all look at him now. We in were, the past. We were supposedly after Mane, uh, we were close to getting him, wouldn't pay the, the wages, and then ended up spending the same amount of money on Mrs. Suzoko, which you don't need me to really say anything else as <laughs> to whether that was a good move.
0: So it seems to Daniel Levy, he's just getting these young youngsters into the team and just saying, "Well, time will tell for going Look, good.
1: I hope that Daniel Levy has finally realised that, that he's been getting things wrong, and that by getting in Paratici, he is prepared now to let someone else make these kind of decisions and take, take, take a backward step, because it's clear that his influence has not helped things at all in the last two or three years. And the policy that he's been operating has set us back quite a long way now. You know, I'm only hopeful of that because clearly he was speaking to several different other managers over the last two or three months. And all their managers, we don't know how many, but it's clear that there were some certain names, Conte being one, obviously, were asking lots of questions, saying, I, I need some guarantees. And Levy clearly wasn't prepared to give them guarantees, whether that be about Harry Kane staying or transfers, or how much control a manager would have. Clearly they didn't like the answers they were getting. So I don't believe that Daniel Levy is capable of changing his ways completely. But if he's just gonna change it a little bit, that's, that's a start. If he carries on the, the path he was going down, we're, we're heading towards big trouble. Uh, that's what I'm going
0: to ask you today, then. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming on to my podcast as usual. I think after that, get
1: some extra guests on soon. Cause well, yeah, you need to like, look on your address book and find some other people. Yeah. not keep hearing me all the time. Uh, well, just welcome uh, Delini. Yep. Yeah. And let's hope that's the first of many in the next few weeks because we certainly need some reinforcements.
0: Thank you for listening, guys. And I'll see you on my next podcast coming up soon. Hopefully, a new sign in or some other transfer news. Uh, but I just def- for listening, and I guess will see you in my next video soon. Bye.